If your team got guaranteed money, tell them call me. Whoop. Make me say, my, my, my. I done been around the world. Yeah, I was made for this. Player Performance with J.A. Cavalier. Welcome to Player Performance Episode 7. I am the all-knowing, the all-seeing J.A. Cavalier, the most respected figure in sports gambling, joined, as always, by Big Mike from the group home, Tessa Hall and TV Al. Playoffs are here. We're going to get into Wild Card Weekend. All you need to know to beat the book. But first, let's recap Week 17 with Tessa Hall. Back it up. One more time. All right, let's see that again. NFL Week 17 recap. It was a slugfest between two nobodies as the Vikings down the Lions. Don't piss off Tom Brady before the postseason. The Bucks dropped another 40 and beat Atlanta. Jets. Patriots. Did anyone care about this one? The Dolphins just needed to win to make the playoffs, so naturally lost by 30. On the other hand, it took every fan in Cleveland praying for the Browns to beat Mason Rudolph and the Steelers' second stringers for a win. The Giants beat the Cowboys, and then it turned out the game didn't matter at all. The Ravens needed a win, and they got a miracle by facing the Bengals. That was easy. The Colts made it closer than they wanted, but they beat the tanking Jags for a playoff spot. A doink did the trick for the Titans, who bounced their way off the uprights and into the playoffs. John Wolford against a CFL QB, and it had playoff implications. The Rams won a strange one. The Saints made sure the Panthers hated every second of the season with a blowout win. The Packers wanted to remind the Bears that even though they're in the playoffs, they still aren't very good. Chargers beat the Chiefs. Yes, I'm serious. No, it doesn't change anything. The Seahawks and 49ers scored 34 points in the fourth quarter, meaningless to everyone besides the underbetters. The Raiders and the Broncos scored a crap ton of points so they could return to the facility next year. Philly flipped off the Giants, pulled the starters, and handed Washington the NFC East with a bow on top. Thank you, Tessa. Now, Mike, first, let us address the elephant in the room, right? The Eagles and Peterson. Now, everyone has their panties in a bunch because of what, you know, because he pulled fucking Jalen Hurts, right? The Eagles and Jalen Hurts had zero to play for. In fact, they actually improved their draft position three spots with the loss, right? Uh, Hurts starts week one of the NFL next season. Like, I think he's pretty much proven it. He's got the job. What did they need to prove? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I mean, Peterson actually said earlier in the week that he was going to do this. And I and I agree. And he should he should have uh, pulled Hurts. I'm just tired of the Giants complaining, but go ahead, finish up, and then I'll I'll rant. I I actually found it funny. I'm watching the game, and I actually found it funny. The Philadelphia Eagles had zero to play for, and still they found a way to stick it to New York. Actually, actually, Jay, actually, Jay, they had three spots to move up to play for by not winning the game. So they had they had something to play for. A better draft pick, right? Correct. Now, I really what I don't understand is what Judge. The Giants and Giant fans are actually complaining about. You finished the season fucking six and ten. <laughs> one in three. Wait, one in th- one in three the last four games. This isn't Little League. What do you want? A fucking participation trophy? You were embarrassed by the Ravens, the Browns, and the Cardinals, and you're blaming fucking Doug Peterson, the Eagles, and Nate Sudfeld for not making the playoffs. What the fuck is that? It's a, it's a joke to complain about this. I, I I don't even understand it. And then Eli Manning gets involved with it. That's a joke, too. Eli, you're better than that. They were 6-10. and 10. Win a couple games. Just, you know, just get to 8-8. Eight and eight. That's not that hard. That's 500. And you make the playoffs. 8-8 eight eight wins the division. <laughs> Holy shit. Are you kidding? Miami, hey, Jay, Miami, 10-6. and six. Guess what? 
They didn't go. They didn't make the playoffs. They didn't go because they didn't have 11 wins. That's the way it works. They're not pitching. Arizona. Arizona had a better record than both the Giants and Washington. Yeah. And they're not complaining. They didn't finish the season. You know, and what, what actually I found funny about Judge's press conference is the fact that he had the balls to go up there on set, you know, pretty much criticizing more or less the Philadelphia Eagles, saying, we're always going to play hard. That's who we are. We're always going to play hard. You know, we're going to finish strong. You didn't fucking start the season until week 10, buddy. That's that's right. So finish early. You know, where was the start? Where was the fight in the start of the season? You started off the season one and seven. You started the season one and seven. You closed like shit. And you're complaining for not making the playoffs? Well, first of all, one and three to finish the season. And then you have the audacity, the audacity to complain that an Eli... Oh, my God, stop. Stop saying that, oh, this is why we hate Philadelphia. I guess they I, I guess they gave it back to you. How's that? Actually, in my opening last week, when I was actually talking about the Giants-Cowboys uh, game, I actually said there is no division in the NFL with more hatred than the NFC East. I agree with I that. Sa- I, 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 said that, I said that last week. It's actually funny. Like if, if there's a way that the Eagles can stick it to the Cowboys and the Giants, they're going to do so. All day long. I agree. But it's the same thing for the Giants to the Cowboys and to the Eagles. I mean, this is a division filled with hate. Actually, the only team, and maybe the only team in the division, that almost kind of feels like like on the outside looking in of all the hatred would be the Washington football team. Correct. I agree with that. And how about Big J? I I picked Washington to win the division. I believe it was Thanksgiving weekend. On this show, I said, that's it. Washington wins the division. Washington won the division. So, applause. I'm taking a bow. And that's (laughs) a little bit of Jim Beam and Coke coming up for you. Cheers to you. And and you know what? I'm just, I never do this, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to start the the show with uh, Attaboy of the Week. Attaboy of the Week goes to Doug Peterson. Fuck everybody else. (laughs) Doug, you did your job. You put your team in a better position to, to, to succeed moving forward. Loved the call. Absolutely loved the call. Good job. And on this show, of course, good job, Big Mike. Five, three, and one last week. Yeah, yeah. I never thought I would see the day. Five, three, and one. I mean, that, that just feels like you just hit the lottery, doesn't it? I'm just getting started. Now he's pumping out the chest. <laughs> of course, I, on the show last week, I was eight and five, all picks and leans. 21 and 11 the last three weeks. So if you did nothing else, if you did nothing else, but let's say you played one unit per play, all of my picks and leans over the last three weeks, you're up close to 10 units just off of the picks on the show. It's pretty good fucking money for free. All right, here we go. All aboard. The money train is pulling out. Wild card week in the NFL. We are locked. We are loaded. We are ready to roll. Big Mike, bring us in. Let's get this started. Indianapolis at Buffalo. Buffalo is minus seven. The total is 52. Jay, are the Bills too hot to slow down right now? And if so, is the total a good number here? My two things I've said, and I've said both often. First, the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the NFL. Second, you bet with the trend, never against it. Buffalo is wanting coverage six straight games. During that stretch, they're averaging close to 40 points per game. There's a swagger to Josh Allen that I see from no other quarterback in the NFL. And on the other side, Phillip Rivers... He just looks old. The Indianapolis Colts have not performed well as, a, as of late. And yeah, they're coming off a win. But that win over the Jaguars was kind of misleading. Had they been playing anyone other than Jacksonville, 
they would probably be on the outside looking in this week. The Colts passing defense is also bottom 10 in the league, which should mean huge numbers for Josh Allen and Diggs. And oh, by the way, as if they needed another weapon, John Brown is back and healthy. I like the Bills in this game. I like the Bills by a ton. The Colts have allowed 20 or more points in four of the last five weeks. Buffalo is 11-5 against the spread this season. You have a dome team with Rivers headed to 30-degree weather in Buffalo. And a fun fact, Josh Allen has been more accurate this season than Aaron Rodgers. Give me the Bills. Give me the Bills big. My prediction here, Buffalo Bills 38, Indianapolis Colts 21. Jay, you've been really hot here with the total, so I'm also uh, I'm going to go with the over in this one. Uh, I don't think right now by looking at the weather that that's going to be a factor at all. I just think it's going to be a sunny, might be a little cloudy, but they are calling no no bad weather at all in the game. Well, the one thing the one thing though that you actually have to look into and you have to take into account is the Indianapolis Colts, though they play in Indianapolis, which isn't warm weather, they're a dome team, and they've played once this entire season in cold weather. That was against Pittsburgh, and they got beat in Pittsburgh that, that week. So, I mean, I don't know what the weather factor is going to be, but 30 degrees is fucking cold. Oh, I agree with that. But, you, but, but you know, the thing is, what I do like about the game, Buffalo has no problem to put 30 and then look to go to 40 and not stop churning. I mean, that's how they've been playing, and you know that as well as I do. They've just been banging it out. Oh, they've been dominating. I mean, absolutely dominating. There's no team in the NFL that, that wants to see the Buffalo Bills right now. Oh, I agree with that. Let me ask you this. Are, are you writing off Phillip uh, Rivers in this and just saying his swan song is over and, and, and he's just going to go off in the sunset? Now, I can't say the mindset one way or the other. I mean, I can say I don't believe he's going to be in Indianapolis next year. Everything leads me to believe that the Colts are going to make a very strong play for Carson Wentz, right? I agree. That would obviously reunite uh, Reich and Wentz. Carson Wentz was a top five quarterback under Reich. As far as Rivers goes, I mean, you always wonder the mindset of an aging athlete. Um, and he's com competed at a very high level for fucking years. And not many go out quietly, right? That's true. Actually, I, I, can, only think, I can only think of really two players that actually may have retired and, and just rode off into the sunset. And that was Barry Sanders and Megatron Calvin Johnson. But both of those guys kind of seem like they just wanted out of fucking Detroit. That's exactly what I think. Barry had so much left in him. It was a shame to see him go. But that was all a principal play on his part. Well, whatever it was. I mean, he wanted to go to Miami. We wanted him in Miami. It just didn't happen, right? I agree with you. I agree. Los Angeles at Seattle. Seattle is minus four and a half. The total is 43. Let me ask you this, Jay. How about the absence of golf? Uh, does that pretty much uh, wrap up the hopes of the Rams for a win here? So Seattle struggled to score against San Francisco last week. I mean, they actually trailed in most of that game. The 49ers defense is good, but they're not as good as the Rams. L.A. ranks first in yards allowed, passing yards, and scoring defense. Four and a half is a huge number to give against an elite defense. Now, Seattle does have a huge home field advantage. I mean, even during COVID, they were 7-1 on the season. But I just don't like the Seattle Seahawks in this current state. The one thing with Seattle that you can always rely on, I mean, if everything else failed, was Russell Wilson. He was the one constant. You knew the Seahawks would put up points. But this season, he seems a step slower. His decision-making has been fucking awful at times, and he's taking a huge number of sacks. And now he has to face a defense that's already gotten to him 11 times this season. For that, I'm going to lean with the Rams' defense. That and the fact that Vegas is directing me which way to go. I mean, aren't they? You know, the line is incredibly soft if it's a foregone conclusion that Wolford's starting. I actually believe Goff starts, 
It seems like Sean McVay is playing coy this week. He says that he's not going to make an announcement. But listen, Wofford wasn't terrible against the Cardinals last week. 22 of 38 for 231 yards. He also added a little extra dimension with running. I mean, six carries for 56 yards. I like the Rams to win outright if Goff plays. I still lean Rams plus four and a half with Wolford. As you know, Jay, I'm going to take Russell and the Seahawks here. No! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quarterback issues with the Rams. Nobody knows who's playing right now. Mike the Mush has spoken. That's right. That, and, and I guarantee you a lot of other players. First of all, I think the line should be a little bit higher. That's what, that's what I think, and that's why I'm doing I think they should be six. So I'll take the free one and a half point buy down in my in, in my mind. Listen, I don't disagree with that. I actually stated that Vegas is pretty much directing you where to go. I don't understand why you, why you have it, why you're so hell-bent on betting against Vegas. Vegas is directing you where to go. If if the fact is that that Wolford's starting this game, right? Wolford's starting this game, that's what the line's telling you, right? But yet it's four and a half. Why is this line not six or seven? I went five, three, and one last week. I'm on a roll. <laughs> I'm not worried about Vegas right now. Let's God, fire. Let's get it rocking here. <laughs> Russell wins by double digits in this one. And let me ask you this, though. Uh, Seattle's defense, it's been solid lately. Are you looking for a letdown in that team for for in, in, in the area of defense? I don't think Well, so. I wouldn't say they've been solid. I mean, the, the defense was patched. Let, let's say it was patched, right? Like, you get a flat tire, you, you put a patch on it. It doesn't fix the flat tire. It doesn't fix the hole in the tire. What it does is it slows down the leak, and it covers the leak. I mean, the addition of Dunlap somehow made Jamal Adams better, right? But for as well as they've played the last couple of weeks, they still rank 31st against the pass. Also, you know, this defense, what yeah. were they faced? They faced the Giants, the Jets, Washington without Alex Smith, and the Niners third string. So how good can you really say that the Seattle defense really is? I mean, who have they faced that, that, that you're anointing them, you know, to, to the status of elite? Okay, I'll say it this way then. Russell Wilson with his bike tire in a blowout. <laughs> well, and, uh, fix that. <laughs> the only thing in that fucking statement that I'm actually gonna uh, I'm, I'm gonna highlight is in a blowout. Okay. <laughs> blowout. Remember that in a blowout. So, that's double digits. That would be flat tires, buddy. Remember that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we'll see next week, won't we? <laughs> well, I mean, I, listen. Listen, the easiest thing to do is to handicap a game when the fucking final score is on the clock, right? I'm handicapping it now. Big Mike from the group home, Mike the Mush, as some would call him, <laughs> right now is telling you that he's betting a game today with Monday's newspaper in his hand. That's what he's saying. Well, it was actually Tuesday when I was looking at that newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take off Monday after all my 5-3-1. and one. <laughs> Listen, first off, when you saw 5-3-1, and one, you know, you took what you took Nancy out for a steak dinner. I mean, what was this, like your first winning week in, in the last three months? It's still a winning week. Salivating over it. True. Listen, you know, I don't care how they come as long as they keep stacking up, right? That's That's exactly right. Tampa Bay at Washington. Tampa Bay is minus eight and a half. The total is 45 and a half. Jay, is this a trap for the Buccaneers or at least one that they'll struggle to cover in? So Alex Smith returns Sunday night against the Eagles. If Ron Rivera has been the soul, then Alex Smith has been the heart of this Washington team. They, of course, eked out a win in what many consider a controversial game 
I was happy to see him play. It was a must win for Washington. They had to have that game. However, he really didn't look good in it. Alex Smith struggled against the Philadelphia defense that just got lit up by Andy Dalton. And I don't like how this game against Tampa is setting up for Washington either. But nine and a half is a ton of points. And I don't like laying that much wood, even with an offense as talented as Tampa's. The Buccaneers, of course, come in off back-to-back 40-point performances. And that was against Detroit and Atlanta. But this is a different Washington defense with an elite front. Fourth in scoring, second in passing, and total yards. Brady has looked at his worst when playing under pressure. We've seen it against the Saints twice, the Giants, and the Rams. And I think this defensive front makes it uncomfortable enough to slow down the Brady Bunch. I don't think they're going to stop the Bucs, but I think they're going to slow them down. I think Tampa Bay ultimately wins this game. And I'm not also, I'm also really not comfortable enough taking the nine and a half. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to lean under the posted total. The under is 5-0 and in Washington's last five games. I expect a heavy dose of defense and Antonio Gibson from Washington. Also, Ron Rivera came out and said both quarterbacks are going to play. And you know as well as I do, Mike, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any quarterbacks. So give me the under in this game, under 44, Tampa Bay, Washington. In this one, I think Tom Brady lights up the Washington football team. For me, this one's a freebie for Tom and company. Jay, where is Washington going to get their offense from in this one? Um, You know, I actually hate thinking that this is the way Alex Smith is going to end his season. I mean, possibly his career. I'm not a Washington fan. You know, I need people to understand that because I've been very Washington-reliant and I've talked up Washington on this show probably the last five, six weeks, right? Yes, you have. But, but I'm not a fan of any team. Like, I did pick them to win the NFC least, but that's not really saying much. I mean, outside of that, I root for no team. My, my allegiance changes with every betting slip. <laughs> now, but I, I'm going I'm to say this. I find it hard, next to impossible, not to root for Alex Smith this season. I would love to see him go out, compete in this game, win or lose. Of course, keeping it under the posted total. Right. <laughs> but I don't know that that's really going to happen. And I believe most, if not all, of the scoring is actually going to come from Tampa Bay. I don't see this game as a blowout. I just think that Washington um, front is just too good. And I don't like Brady under pressure. Brady under pressure has, has gotten really nervous this year, and he's looked really bad when he's been under pressure. But I do think that, that Tampa's going to win this game. Mike, of course, blows it, calls it in blowout fashion. I don't see it that way. I didn't call it a blowout. I called it a freebie. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, name the final score here. The The final score in this game is uh, 31 to 16. I can't, I, can't, I can't live with 31 to 16. That would push it just over the post of total. The game's going under. Like, like I'm telling you right now, this game is going under. Right, exactly. Like I said, 30 to 19. <laughs> I'm still over the total. That's I? 49 fucking points. You actually added points. <laughs> All right. 30 to 10. There you have it. Final, final score. JQ Public, just follow me on this one. Take Tampa Bay. I'm on fire. Ah, well, I don't have a calculator with me. What do you want me to do? You don't have enough fingers and toes. That's true. That's true. Three-point spread winners posted daily on whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com. Ravens at the Titans. 
Baltimore at Tennessee. Baltimore minus three and a half. The total is 55. Jay, the Titans have the better uh, recent success in this series, but Baltimore is a hotter team right now. Which is more important for you? Last week, we hit the Ravens first half over Cincinnati. We also hit with the Texans plus seven and a half. Texans were in a position to win that game on the field. I said Houston could win that game outright. But for me, that was more about the matchup. It was actually a favorable matchup for the Texans. Now, this game here, this should be the best game of the wild card weekend. Certainly, one would think it's going to be the closest, right? The Ravens come in riding a five-game win streak, but Tennessee has won and covered the last two of three games in this series. More important, they've actually won and covered the last two games. Mike, help me out here. I have an image burned in my head. It's Derrick Henry plowing through the Ravens' defense for 328 rushing yards in those games. Earl Thomas getting face-planted in the playoffs last year. However, the Titans were the hotter team at that point. They were the hotter team going into the playoffs last season. That's not the case this year. The Ravens are riding a five-game winning streak. Both offenses do rank in the top 10. So where's the real advantage? The most favorable matchup is the Ravens' offense against the 24th-ranked Titans' defense. Lamar Jackson is doing something that everyone, including myself, didn't think he was capable of doing. He's completing passes at a high percentage. It's actually a beautiful thing watching the game slow down for a young quarterback. And right now, Lamar Jackson is playing at a different speed than a Tennessee Titan defense. The Ravens' defense is also quietly sneaking into elite status. Second-ranked total defense, eighth-ranked against the run. I think the third time's a charm. The third time getting the eyes on Derrick Henry is going to make all the difference. I'm not going to lay the three and a half on the road. What I will do is I'll take the Ravens' money line. Baltimore advances all is good in big Mike country. You know exactly, exactly where I'm going in this one. I'll buy the half. I'll lay the three. That's fine. Uh, here's one that's a huge payback from last year. I believe they're going to start fast, finish fast. They didn't start at all last year. They didn't finish at all. They got an ass whooping and I think full revenge in this one. So, Jay, let me ask you, what's your opinion of the total in this one? Seems like the over should be a play, doesn't it? I mean, 55 is a big number, isn't it? I mean, I like the... Big number, but both teams are putting up the points, though. I think the narrative of, of this game is run the ball, keep the clock moving. And if that's the case, I mean, first off, I don't see Henry getting those chunk yards. I like the Ravens to win, you know, win a game in what feels like lower 20s. Oddly, I like I said, I don't see him getting big chunk yards in this game. You know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice. I mean, what what is it or what would it be if like fool me three times? Right, right, right. I figure I asked you because I figured if anyone's gonna know, you would know the answer to this, right? Yeah, I do know the, I do know the answer to this. <laughs> My answer is simply stay away from the total then because we don't know what's gonna happen except Baltimore's controlling the ball and they win by ten. And that's all we need. You know, like I said, I, I like Ravens. I, 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 okay, how about 35 to 20 in this one? Listen, I don't care what the final score is as long as Baltimore wins by one. I'm just saying, then the game pushes and we don't do anything. You can have it over the post at all. I'm not going to fight you on the over. I'm just saying, though, looking at the offensive numbers, but I, I do believe, and it's exactly, I, I agree 100% on what you just said, is ball control could be the thing of keeping both offenses off the field. And, and that hence... You're a Ravens fan. So, so I mean, and, and that's fine. You're a Ravens fan. I am. Do you really want to enter this game and enter a shootout? No. You want to keep Henry on the sideline. You've seen enough of fucking Henry for a lifetime. 
You want to keep him on the sideline. You need to keep him on the sideline. Yeah, but however, here's the thing, though. Every time if they touch the ball and they score a touchdown, I'm good with Baltimore doing that instead of burning eight minutes and getting the field goal. And the, it, you, you know, at the same time, you know what? You need the Ravens playing from ahead. Oh, that's true. Yeah. If the Ravens are playing from ahead, then you're seeing less Henry, right? And and if the Ravens are playing from behind, I'm in deep shit because Lamar doesn't play. He doesn't play well from behind, and he's. And if he's, if you're seeing if you're if you're playing from behind in this game, then you're in a world of shit because you're going to get a heavy dose of Henry. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And that's when Henry gets out to get these big plays. Actually, if you're a Baltimore fan, you want this game low scoring. You need this game low scoring. You need Lamar Jackson going out controlling the clock. And like I said, you know, he he's actually been really consistent with the short game passing, more so than, than he was last year. Definitely more so than I thought he was capable of. You, you you just sounded like Jack Nicholson. You need me on this wall. You want me on this wall. You need me to run the ball. But it's true. Listen, it's accurate. I agree. Like, listen, you get it. The worst thing in the world for the Ravens in this game is to take your running game out uh, out of it and and to allow them to just lean heavy on the big guy. And and they are going to lean heavy. There's no question. But they're going to lean heavy only if they're playing from, from ahead. See, so if they're playing from behind, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing as we saw on the Monday night game where the Packers just fucking destroyed Tennessee and pretty much took Henry out of the game. I just I just feel Baltimore's got, and this is just strictly me and just the way the mentality of teams, when you, you got your ass handed to you last year and pissed off a lot of Baltimore fans, you didn't even show up. This is a big revenge. What a way to put it back. They were probably wishing there would be fans in the stands in Tennessee so that they could pay it back even bigger that way. But 24-21 or 24-20 is still paying, paying back, isn't That's it? That's true, yes. Leaving this game and advancing is paying it back, isn't it? Correct. So it doesn't really matter what the final score is. I mean, if I told you right now but Baltimore's going to win this game, but they'll win this game 20-17, to 17, would you not take it? I will come back with this and just say this, Jay. This is how confident I am. Again, this will be my naked game. When I have this, I will win <laughs> this. Story. I won with Baltimore last week. So that means my naked game will be my top play or you will have a bad week the next week. That's it. That's all I have to say about the game. What did I do so bad in a previous life to fucking deserve this? I don't know, but that's the way it is. You'll be rooting hard for me to win. You only got to get three points over it. You're, you're going money line. Just get a little more umph into it. You know exactly what's going to happen now, right? I'm going to end up winning. And then I still lose because what's going to end up happening is this is going to be like a 21 to 19 game. This is going to be like a 23, 21 game. Baltimore will end up winning this game. And then you're going to sit here all week, talk about how I can't find anything to wear for the show. I can't find anything to wear for the show. I'm going to have to fucking sit their ass out. It's not happening. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I'm a good person. I make a lot of people, a lot of money. I mean, have you not seen the fucking record of this show over the last three weeks? It's been very good. Profiting close to 10 units for me, 21 and 11 the last three weeks for free, for absolutely nothing. I've charged nothing. All picks and leans on this show, 21 and 11. You've made close to 10 units just following this fucking show. And yet, you still want to use, I'm still going to lose. No, everyone everyone needs to go to whylose.com. That's the letter Y L O S E dot com 
and get in on the games every game this week with Jason. Listen, guys, call in favors, please. Uh, don't do this to me. I don't want to sit here with Mike naked. <laughs> Chicago at New Orleans. New Orleans is minus nine and a half. The total is 48. Nine and a half. That's a huge number in a playoff game. Saints are a better team, but is that too big in this one, Jay? This actually seems like a really small nine and a half, doesn't it? I mean, the nine and a half seems more insurmountable than the nine and a half on the Washington game, doesn't it? I mean, somehow the Chicago Bears slipped into the playoffs. They just got their asses kicked last week by Green Bay, and still they got in. The Bears actually seem a lot like Notre Dame, how the Irish got into the college playoffs. But now they have to face the Saints. And like the Packers, the Saints have absolutely owned the Chicago Bears. 3-0 and last three meetings. And the New Orleans Saints are on fire against the book. They're 7-2 and their last nine against the spread. They're coming in off back-to-back wins of 19 points or more. I liked the Saints last week. I love the Saints this week. Now, I agree the nine and a half is a really big number to cover, but five of the Bears' eight losses were by eight points or more. So Chicago's no stranger to getting blown out. Their defense has regressed, and the offense is in the bottom 10 of every category that matters. The number isn't too big here, Mike. The only thing too big in this game is the hope of Bear fans believing they have a chance in this game. I think this one gets ugly. I think it gets ugly in a hurry. My prediction, the New Orleans Saints 38, Chicago Bears 20. I will go over the 48 in this one as New Orleans is going to put up the points. I think Chicago, they don't have a choice. They're going to have to throw the ball. They're going to have to put at least a 20 spot on the board to even have a shot in this game. So here's all I can say. Load the wagons, put the women and children to bed, (laughs) and go over the total in this one of 48 and just collect the money collect 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 i am on fire mike mike has it has have you ever picked an under no (laughs) (laughs) so so, so, let me ask you this jay at what point in the game and and i'm looking for a, a blowout what point in the game and by how much would the saints have to be up by for them to pull uh breeze in this one maybe put in Taysom or or what's your opinion on this? You know, this is a playoff game. I actually refuse to answer that question on principle alone. <laughs> no, I'm 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 being serious. So I'm saying, let's say you're in the fourth quarter and you're you're up by twenty. Do you take a shot with him and, and there's seven minutes left, or do you pull it? No, because you you have a healthy backfield, don't you? You know what? You you give the ball, you give the ball to Murray. Um, you give the ball to to Kamara. You let them run out the clock. You, you, you know, I, I'm look. I'm sure. Taysom Hill is going to be in this game plan regardless, right? I agree. And, I mean, you, you know, up 20 in the fourth quarter is a nice place to be, but there's other ways to kill clock. Now, as Kamara, did he did he get released yet out of the COVID? Because I, I the last I saw, he was still in the – he was actually – I think it was today he was watching the, the practice on, like, closed TV or something like that, whatever they do. Come Sunday, Kamara will be in the lineup. Okay. Well, then there you go. That's what they'll do in the fourth quarter up by 20. I actually think you would lean more on Murray in a situation like that than you would Kamara, right? So he doesn't get hurt. Well, not only that he doesn't get hurt, but you just have a bigger back that's there for, you know, as a workhorse, isn't he? Uh, I Yeah, I agree with that. So you don't want Kamara just going for 60 yards for a touchdown. You just want to run the clock at that point. Well, let, or let, or let Taysom Hill take some snaps. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Let, let Jameson get on the set. There you go. Mr. Winston. 
Let, let him get on the, you know, let him, let him earn a paycheck. Yeah, why not? I mean, he's now he's getting freebie money. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, the freebie money, that's playoff money. That's freebie now. There you go. The next quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that that's going to happen. No, I don't. Listen, uh, guys, I, I don't wish that upon anyone. Even Eagle fans, even Eagle fans, I don't wish. The <laughs> Eagle fans, the Boo Birds, they, oh, if you're, if you, you couldn't even be a player on the Philadelphia Eagles if that would happen. It just would be impossible. You wouldn't even, if they, if they go back and they're letting the fans in, forget it. It'll just be a retaliation. It'll be what happened at the Capitol last night with the Trump people breaking the Capitol down. It'll be the same thing in Philadelphia. That would, that, you know what's funny is that actually would have been Philadelphia. That would have been the stadium. Yes, exactly. If the Giants would have done that to Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think of it that way, but that is true. They got some. They got some crazy ones there in Philly. Yeah, could you? Have, well, you're you're there. What are you like? Twenty minutes outside of Philly? Uh, I'm a little farther than that out, but but close enough. Close enough to stay out of there when they lose a game, and close enough to stay out of there if they win a Super Bowl. Yeah, but they do. They grease the poles, right? <laughs> they do grease the poles. Hell yeah, they do. Just imagine having to take precautions. The first thing on your list, listen, is it is going out with a tub of Vaseline and greasing the balls. Yeah. What, what? Hey, honey, I'll be home a little late today. I'm greasing up a lot of poles tonight. Yeah, I, I don't. That doesn't sound too good. <laughs> I was going to ask how many times has Nancy heard that. Yeah. I'll be back. I'm going to grease up some poles. I can honestly say I've never greased a pole, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> Why is it every week you try to put me in a predicament that I can't get out of? You do it to yourself, I promise you. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Browns at the Steelers. Pittsburgh is minus four and a half. The total is 46 and a half. I mean, am I nuts or is four and a half a really small number for this game? Help me out on this. Yes, you are a sick man. We've established that over the last six weeks. But here in this game, this is a really quick one for me. Just take the fucking Steelers. Look, I put the Browns in a three-team 10-point teaser last week. I didn't trust the Browns to cover last week in a game they had to have. I put them in a three-team 10-point teaser with the Ravens and Colts. I did cash that ticket. However, the Cleveland Browns, playing a team that was basically forfeiting the game, almost cost us the dub. That was a game the Browns had to have, and they struggled. And that was at home. Now they have to travel to Pittsburgh. Cleveland's 3-4 and four against the spread on the road this season. 17-game losing streak at Heinz Field. The last time they played in Pennsylvania, the Steelers dominated 38-7. And this is also a really bad spot for Baker Mayfield. He seems to fold under pressure. And how much more pressure do you need than going to Pittsburgh, playing the third-ranked defense in the NFL, and you have to do so without your head coach? Remember, Stefanski's out with COVID. Also, he's going to be without Pro Bowl guard Betonio. I don't see how Cleveland keeps this game close. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers by double digits. I'm in. I'm taking the Steelers in this one because of last week with Baker there, fist-pumping all day long. And nobody playing for Pittsburgh, and he was Lottie dying. That's it for them. Go home after this, sit down. And uh, actually, my, my main reason, too, in this one is that I don't know if you know this, but uh, just uh, today, I believe it was, or yesterday, that uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers signed Heinz again for their sponsorship for 2021. So, what that means is that the Browns will be uh, 
trying to catch up all day. That's how that one's going to roll. I know that was cheesy, but they will be playing catch up. So anyway, let me just ask you this, Jay. So basically you're saying the steel curtain shuts down the Browns in this one? Well, I mean, the Steelers rested Ben Roethlisberger. They rested other key players as well. Still on the road in a game that meant everything to the Cleveland Browns came down to a two-point fucking conversion. (laughs) It was a two-point conversion away from OT. I mean, Hinesfield has been the the house of horrors for Cleveland, right? Yeah. I mean, the Browns Browns may be 11-5, but it's actually an overrated 11-5. Mike, how could you be 11-5 and actually be outscored on the season? They gave up two touchdowns more than they've scored this season. Total points, they've given up more points than they've scored. That's really difficult to fucking accomplish, isn't it? They've actually had one of the easiest schedules, too, in the league. Let's let's be realistic about that. Well, I mean, you can only play the teams that are on the field. No, I I understand that. But I, I'm saying when you, when you start putting – I just and, – and look what they did when they played Pittsburgh. And, and I don't even count this last game. You can't count this game that you can sit there and say, oh, Cleveland beat Pittsburgh. I, you can't count that last game. It's kind of like the Giants trying to count the Philadelphia game. It doesn't count. You go home. That's just another dig. And and that's for TV Al coming up, everybody. Giants, how do they like it? Not for nothing. Here's TV Al. And now it's time for Not For Nothing. Not For Nothing. With TV Al. Hello, sports fans. This is TV Al from New York, New York. New York City. City. Let's talk about my teams. Not For Nothing. Doug Peterson should be fined for not giving 100% to a game that meant something to other teams to make the playoffs. Shame on you. And Not For Nothing. Playoffs are here, baby. Can the Brownies upset Pittsburgh? Can Henry run all over the Ravens? And will the real Wilson show up for Seattle against the Rams? We will see. And not for nothing, how about the New York Knicks? Five and three, you say? Well, it's 2021. Glad to see 2020 is over. And not for nothing, my Manhattan, the way it's been, makes me want to cry. No Broadway shows. No Radio City with the Rockettes. And no tree to go see at Rockefeller Center. Man, that's really bad. I can't understand this. Nobody there on New Year's Eve looked like a ghost town. Well, I'm telling you now, we have a mayor who really don't give a shit. And I'm telling you now, I hope to God things change for us. New York, I love you. I want to see stands, people in them. I want to see Yankee Stadium, people in them. Met Stadium, people in them. Come on, let's make 2021 a year that we come back strong. Well, as you can see, I am a New Yorker and I've been there all my life. Anyway, that's it for me, guys. Talk to you next week. The overall thoughts of TVL do not represent player performance. In fact, disregard all of what is said and our apologies in advance. Thank you, TVL, as insightful as always. Mike. Give me your Super Bowl prediction. My Super Bowl prediction as of this time will be the Baltimore Ravens. Of course. And the Seattle Seahawks. No. There it is. Write it down. Seattle doesn't have a shot. I I would think Baltimore would get there long before Seattle. Oh, you're going to tell me the Washington football team then. 
No, actually, I, I told you, I, I think that they're going to lose this week. I think Washington's done this week. I, I would like to see Washington continue. I mean, I don't have a, a, a dog in that fight this week. I liked, I liked the under-deposted total in that game. So if Washington could pull off the upset, I'd be thrilled just to get to see uh, Smith move on. So so who's your picks? Well, you know that that my AFC winner has been the same from week one to, to now. Is I mean, I've been riding Buffalo. Buffalo's, I said Buffalo was going to represent the AFC. There was no question about that in my mind. Buffalo's representing the, the AFC. Preseason, my prediction was the New Orleans Saints. Okay. I got to I gotta be honest. You know what? You're leaning towards Tampa. I'm not leaning towards Tampa. I, I don't like their defense. Yeah, but you got Gronk and Tom. Listen, they have the who's who of skill position players in the NFL. You got the old guys. No, not this. Is, that's, that's not how I roll. That's not how I predict games. That's not how I see football. I like defensive squads. Honestly, you know what? So you're going with the Rams? They're a defensive squad. Uh, Actually, the Rams, in, up until recent weeks, were my were my favorite. Like, that was the team I thought that I was going to see in the Super Bowl. But with this thumb, I really don't know. Listen, I will say this, and I'll say this, and I'll go on record right now. If, and of course the if is, is a big word, if the Rams get past Seattle this week, and I think they can, if the Rams get past Seattle, I will pick the Rams as my Super Bowl team from the NFC. No questions asked. I, I will take the Rams. So, so, what, so what we're saying is the winner of this game is going to the Super Bowl between the Rams and Seattle. So one of us will be right. So there you go. Yeah, that's what we're saying. It doesn't make it a fact. But I, I listen, I think I think with a healthy golf, that defense is just sick. The Rams on the defensive side of the ball is better than any team in the NFL on any side of the ball. Here's the thing. You still got to put up points. Where are they going to get them from? Well, you won fucking Super Bowls not putting up points. Well, that's true. But then... You know, Trent, Trent. Let me ask you this. So now you're going to Trent. You're going to Trent Dilfer now. No, 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 no. Now, no. You, now you're going to go to Trent Dilfer. AFC Championship game. You won that entire game on one offensive play. That's right. On a fucking slant to to Shannon Sharp, right? Okay. And you beat the Raiders. Does it matter if you win by one or a hundred and one? Okay. Not at all. But you're you, what you said was you have to score points, and I'm just showing you how can a Baltimore Raven fan say that. You've won Super Bowls, not scoring points. That's that's my point, though. But Seattle is not going. But my, what are we talking about? You're now you're con, you're contradicting yourself. Seattle's going to get twenty in this one, at least. Where's the Rams getting theirs from? So now I now I'm I just I don't understand what you're saying. First off, I don't see Seattle scoring twenty. I think this is going to be an ugly low scoring game. I could Seattle score twenty. Yeah, 20 is not a crazy number. But I actually see, uh, but even if they score 20, I still think that the Rams could put up more than that on, on this defense. Uh, well, that's why they play the game. I do think that if the Rams win this game this week, that the Rams elevate, at least in my eyes, as the real NFC. Contender. So if Seattle wins the game, where do they go from here then? If you're saying that 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 the Rams will move on, do you think they move pretty far up the line then? I No, I think if Seattle gets past this game, Seattle gets the shit kicked out of them no matter where they go next week. Or whoever comes to Seattle. We'll be here next week with me discussing what I'm doing with Seattle. The only team I, th I feel the Seattle Seahawks match up well with, out of the th what, what I guess the public would, would assume all the three top contenders, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, and I say that because... They're so heavy on offense, and they don't play good. They don't play well. They're not a good defensive. Now I'll take the over in that game if that goes off. I wouldn't see the over in that game because Seattle's not scoring points right now. 
they will against Tampa. Well, I mean, true. Anybody can score points against Tampa. Me, me, you, and nine other guys. <laughs> but here's my question to you. Seattle struggled to beat Washington. And that was with Alex Smith. Okay. I mean, that was without Alex Smith. I, I, I don't know where. <laughs> uh, he really, he, well, they, he, they, and they were in Washington in that game. So they traveled. Across. Seattle travels cross country more than anybody. Seattle actually, you know, had a brutal, brutal, brutal traveling schedule. It's just ridiculous what they did. Yeah, no, I, 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 I will say that, and that's the one thing that I, that I have to say. And you know, they, look, they, they, they did it. They did what they had to do, right? As bad as they've looked, they, they did what they had to do. And it's crazy because the early conversation for MVP was Russell Wilson, right? Correct. It was actually a foregone conclusion. Russell Wilson was the MVP. Well, that's because he was putting up four and five touchdowns the first three, four games of the year. And then all of a sudden, you know, the bottom fell out. Yes. And I've never seen that happen to Russell Wilson, especially with the amount of talent that they have on the offensive side of the ball. I'm actually shocked that that happened. Well. Okay, so highly, yeah, highly debated. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Is it a sandwich? It's a hot dog. But is it a sandwich? No, it's not on bread. <laughs> it's a, it's on a roll. What? <laughs> it's on a roll. It's it's. I'm going to tell you. It's like the Seattle Seahawks. They're on a roll. <laughs> it's like Jay Cavalier. What is it on? <laughs> Percentage-wise, five, three, and one last week. We're both on a roll. Let's get it done this week. That's our show for this week. I am J.A. Cavalier for Big Mike the Mush TV out in Tesla Hall. We'll see you here next week when the Seattle Seahawks get bounced by the Los Angeles Rams. Day, week, month, and season packages available on whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com.